Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. Well, we are back. It's been a uh, time since we got there, but we are back. Uh, and Nick McVicker joined in studio by Kyle Vardy. Irfan could not join us this week, so how you doing, Kyle? Good. Just played a full round of golf, so sun's beat sun was beating down on my head, so a little bit tired, but it is what it is. Ah, that's how it should be. That's how it should be on a Saturday. We get to actually enjoy Saturdays nowadays. Exactly. <laughs> no it's more work, no more part time. It's the summer. <laughs> you can't stay inside anymore. And man, it's been a busy summer. It of, is. Well, for us personally and in the sports world, it has been absolutely insane. Oh, it's been free agent frenzy is literally the definition of it. And trade frenzy in the that, NBA. That as well. Yep. <laughs> I don't think anyone expected it to be the way it has been for. No, for sure not. No, definitely not. So, um, but since the last time we spoke, there has been a women's World Cup, which mm-hmm. was hugely successful. A, as you mentioned, free agent frenzy in both the NBA and NHL. Yep. Some unbelievable trades. Yep. To go along with that free agent frenzy, we have crowned two world champions. And, oh, yeah, it's preseason in the footy world. Go figure, eh? Yeah. And all the insanity that goes along with that. Those are the first games for today, right? Um, Games have started playing earlier this week. Did they? I know United played their first preseason match today. Yeah. Chelsea played one yesterday or Thursday. Thursday, I think. I think it was Thursday. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you if you ever need to keep track of Chelsea, always follow our buddy Kieran. He's <laughs> he is more than happy to keep you up to date on everything Chelsea. Frank Lampard's debut. Frank Lampard. Well, they played really well apparently, because yeah. he plays a lot of the youngsters, so it yeah. allows them to get some time in the preseason, which is what you should do in preseason. Well, I, I, apparently that's how he wants to play throughout the season too. So we'll yeah, well, he's goes. he's a big proponent of playing young, and I mean, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see how United plays this year. I don't think we're going to be a top two team obviously I don't know if even top three is within reach but it's going to be a different squad this year how did they play today they won 2-0 they they looked good did they, play they anybody just, though like who did they play they played 22 different players so yeah they played pretty much everybody Pablo no I meant played, like, like team played. like who did they play oh Perth United oh is that a relegation squad that got bumped up it's an Australian squad so oh oh, <laughs> okay. so, no. it's one of those um no nah, and they they won I think they won 2-0 and it was they controlled the game. They did what they needed to. They just couldn't. Yeah. They weren't getting a whole lot of finish. Yeah. They made eleven subs at half. Jeez. <laughs> it's preseason. Welcome to preseason, it's ladies a, and gentlemen. <laughs> Everyone gets to play. That's a lot of subs. And actually, the big thing is Greenwood scored for the team there in you. preseason, which is fantastic because he's a good, really, really good young striker. Yeah. Who is going to look really good in a couple of years with Rashford? I was say once he actually comes up. Yeah. Well, I, he's going to get some time this year. Like, is he on the big squad this year? He'll probably be. Uh, most of the time, he'll probably be playing with the U21s, but yeah. he'll he'll get some call up games for the like early cup ties and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. He'll he'll play in those. Exper- At least that's my experience opinion. games. Basically. Exactly. 
And there's nothing wrong with it. That's how soccer. That's the one thing I like about soccer. You can actually do that. Oh, yeah. You, that, that's how. <laughs> there's only way. You, one way you get experience is if you actually play. So. Well, it's that, but like because of how many games they play in soccer yeah. and the different tournaments and stuff like that, you need to have thirty guys who can play. Like you oh, can't sure. just have your eighteen because no, 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 no you're gonna tire out. Like there's no chance. No. Um, that was a sidetrack. Uh, let's. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> That's Let's get focused back in one thing that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. And, I mean, considering it's us, it's kind of sad that we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Is Well, the Stanley Cup final is over. Yeah. yeah. And we have a new champion, a first-time champion in the St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Worst team in the NHL January 3rd won the damn cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that was... Worst to first is literally the definition of what their season was, and it's it's amazing. As soon as you plug in a goalie, that's a spark plug, and it's it's amazing what a team can do. Well, it's not just that; it's the mentality around the team after Barube came in and kind of just put his stamp on it. Yeah, right. He came in, said, "Okay, we're gonna start Bennington, who no one in the sporting world could have predicted he would go on a run like he did." No, no, like he. Everyone thought he, he was gonna he, be good. He was, he was a good prospect, but nobody ever thought he was gonna like, take over the team as a rookie. Everyone yeah. thought maybe three years from now he would. Oh yeah, no, not line, not, sure. not now. And yet, you just felt as soon as Barube came in, you've kind of felt something change in that locker room, and yeah. it, it's always so subtle. Something so subtle like that. Um, I remember hearing a interview, and I can't remember which player it was on the Blues, but they were doing an interview with him, and he's like. Yeah, I didn't know who Craig Berube was before uh, he became our coach, but one of the guys said he used to be a fighter in the NHL, so I looked up his uh, videos on YouTube, and I'm like, damn, I want to play like that. that <laughs> one of the Blues players said, I mean, that was paraphrased, obviously, yeah. but it's like that mentality coming into a change room has got to be phenomenal. Oh, well, if you know if you know a coach knows what he's talking about, and he's not just a coach to coach. Yeah. He's been there, he's been in the league, he knows what he's doing. You understand. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you talk about. He knows the ins and outs, right? Absolutely. And it's it's if he has that force in the dressing room where he walks into the room and everybody's, oh, shit, he's here. <laughs> like, then then you know he takes over the room. You're gonna give everything just to try and please him to like, you know try and make sure it goes right. Like you're gonna do that. Oh, absolutely. And it's not even that. It's that it doesn't necessarily mean it, oh he's here. Like, yeah. You got to be worried. It's. Oh man, Brubay's here. Yeah, like people get excited, got excited to play for him. Well, you want to play if you want to play. The biggest thing is for a coach is if a players want to play for you. Yeah, it's the biggest step. I mean, we uh, even in youth sports, it's the same thing. There's no, there's no change in that, right? No, not if at you all. genuinely like your coach, it makes going to practice easier. It makes going to games so much more fun. Yeah. Like, I, I can probably name two coaches that made it that way for me, and yeah. it was one in soccer, one in hockey. Yeah, right, and it it just makes all the difference. Oh, it's it, the biggest thing is you actually you want to play, you want to do your best, like you want them, you want to look, you, know, you want to score the goal or whatever it is. Absolutely. Look, and you want to see the smile on their face and that kind of stuff. Make sure everything's worth it. All kind of, like it's not that Barube ever smiles. No, sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I saw him smile until Game Seven was over. I was gonna say he he might have after the game. You never know. But, uh, well, no, he definitely did. Yeah. You, you saw it after the game, but yeah. like it's Game Seven. I kind of hope he smiled. If he didn't smile after Game Seven. I believe we would be dealing with a robot, and that's a whole other issue. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Hold on. He smiles after he wins. Yeah. He does. Like I'll give him credit. Once he wins the whole thing. Yeah. That's what I mean. A- after the championship. Any, he, he any regular season win, he doesn't even care. He doesn't smile. care. He barely goes and shakes the other coach's hand. And that's yeah. not out of disrespect. It's it. 
his fo- brain is already oh, on to the next game. Mind. He's not even yeah, he's not even worried about it. Everybody knows he's like that too. He's oh, not yeah. hiding it. Nobody else. Yeah. He will And different. I'm not saying that Bill Belichick doesn't shake the other coach's hand. He always does. Yeah. But you can tell he's like, yeah, yeah, thanks, good game. Yeah. I'm on to the next one already. <laughs> like he does. He he's already passed this game and moved on to the next one by the he, end. Of he's the already game. looking at the game film. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with it. I actually I fully respect Belichick as much as I hate the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know that. Yeah. I hate the Patriots, but oh, yeah. I respect the hell out of him and Brady and every all of the players in that oh, yeah. locker room. I just don't like them. There's <laughs> there's certain there's certain coaches that you you may not like, you may not whatever, you have to have respect for. And I think Barube definitely instilled that on his players for Absolutely. sure. And, that's, and it made all the difference and hey, I mean it worked out in the end, they got a championship. <laughs> Congrats to them, it worked out. So um lots of fallout after that was the uh I mean, you got the blues winning, but then the Bruins are now old and up against the cap. Yep. That'll be an interesting going oh. forward because they have two players still to sign RFAs. Yeah, they got a Krug and, and then is it a McAvoy? McAvoy? Something like that. No, not Krug. Krug. It's McAvoy and McAvoy um, and somebody else. Oh, it's going to piss me off. Hello, Cap Friendly. Great site. Oh, Please. Yeah. <laughs> we highly recommend using it. Not an ad. Not an ad. We don't get paid. Are you kidding? <laughs> we barely do this show sometimes. Um, McAvoy and Carlo are the two yeah, RFA. Yeah, Brandon Brand Carlo, right? Good, two good young defensemen, and they're they only have eight mil in cap space right now. And uh, that one—it's doable if if they both take a little bit of a cut. Well, what they're saying is that they're saying that uh, Bacchus might be traded, but who's going to want to take that contract? Is the biggest thing. Yeah, six mil for two years. Yikes! Yeah. Um, but lots of other fun stuff came out of the post cup and most of it was free agency and trades. Mm-hmm. First big one to drop actually was a trade and that was PK Subban going to the devils. Yeah. And even better, Nashville retains zero oh, it was, salary. It was a huge, huge, uh, huge take for, for Nashville. Like in, in New Jersey basically got a steal because they were taking the whole cap. Yeah. That's Absolutely. the biggest thing. They g- they gave up two middling guys who might play fourth line. Pretty if not, much. they'll probably be in the AHL. Pretty much. Gave up, what, a second-round pick, I think? Um, I think it was two guys in a second, I think is what it was. I got this. I got this. Okay. So it was P.K. Subban and all of his contract went to the Devils for Steven Santini, Jeremy Davis, or Davies, sorry. Let me correct that. A 2019 second-round pick, which turned into uh, – Bobby Brink in the draft. Yeah. And then a 2020 second round pick. Okay, so two seconds and two, two seconds. Yeah. San- Santini's a decent fourth line, possibly could push to yeah, third he, line. He, that, I, I think his peak is third line. He's That's a fringe it. guy, is what he really is. Like yeah. he, He'll play, but he won't Absolutely. contribute that much. And I, the, I totally agree. The biggest thing, yeah, the biggest thing for Nashville was just getting out of that cap, right? Because um, nine mils a lot. Nine <laughs> mil is a lot of money. <laughs> now, PK Subban. Has earned it, I think. Oh, for game. sure, Don't for sure. Wrong, but, but um, man, now you look at that uh, that Devils lineup. That's an interesting lineup, yeah. especially after free agency because they picked up Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Right? I was surprised by that one, but it, I mean, I'm not sold on Simmons. No, but now, like, look at their their forwards right now. You got Hall, Travis Zajac, Simmons, and unfortunately, I'm on cap friendly, so it's going by biggest yeah, salary. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Palmieri, Miles Wood. Blake Coleman, Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, John Hayden, Jesper Brat. You have Kevin Rooney, and they still have to sign restricted free agent Pavel Zaka. 
And they still have nineteen million dollars in cap space. Yeah. They still they also have three defensemen as RFAs. But their defense is now PK Subban, Andy Green, Sammy Vatanen, uh Damon Severson, and then the three RFAs, uh Mirko Mueller, Will Butcher, and Connor Carrick. Yeah. Shout out Leaf alumni. Well the biggest <laughs> thing the biggest thing is if you can get out from that Corey Schneider contract. Oh, absolutely. That could be huge for them. Because then then they literally have all the money in the world to pay. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I mean, you still also have some pretty good young players in their system. I mean, you're talking Jesper Bockquist, who they picked up in the draft. Yep. Michael McLeod, former Steelhead, yep. good good centerman, plays probably going to end up playing as a winger in the NHL, but yep. knows knows how to play. Yeah, for sure. You also have his uh, his running mate from the Steelheads in Nathan Bastian too. That could be an interesting combo on a third line. Yeah, not not this year, but maybe uh, next yeah, I was year. Say, I'm not sure how Bastian's actually going to turn out. No, but because they have that chemistry, they might be able to play them together, sort yeah. of thing. Um, Studenik's also there. Zetterland. You got some good young players down there. Um, defensively, not so much. Mm-hmm. But that could be a very interesting team moving forward. And uh, I'm interested to see how they actually play this year because they are young. They are sort of inexperienced. But they have Mackenzie Blackwood who showed up this year. Yeah, that. we'll see if – because I'm, I'm assuming they're still going to run with Schneider, to be honest. Um well, we were talking about him getting moved, right? Yeah, but I don't I, know if that's. I don't, I don't think you can move a six million dollar contract for a goalie. That's true. I guess that's the biggest thing, right? The only place that I could have seen it happening would be Florida if they hadn't got Bobrovsky. Yeah, no, for sure. Right, that was or Columbus right now because they have no goalie. Yeah, but after the free agency hit Columbus as hard as it did, I don't think they're going for anything right now. <laughs> well, they, yeah. they're going to survive. Well, apparently there was rumors that they might offer sheet Marner, but who knows about that? Yeah, there's rumors that they're going to offer sheet everybody. So, um, and hold on, they have Corpus Allo, who's yeah, but he's maybe maybe a starter. If not, he's a fringe guy. Who knows? But like right now, the top goalie available in free agency is Cam Ward. So yeah, Cam, um, Cammy. Unless they want to like pair like a Neuwirth or something like that, um, potentially with Corpus Allo and run that. That could be a good option, actually. Possibly. I I don't know how he's going to play, though. That's a big thing. Yeah. So They also um, still have to sign Wierenski. So. Yeah, how much cap space do they have? They got 15. Like, they they shouldn't have any problems signing Wierenski. I'm talking about if they wanted to go after. Oh, uh, the bigger fish. Like RFAs, like Marner or Rantanen or Point. Or Connor or Linea. Or Connor or Line, yes. Sorry, I always forget those two. Because um, the Winnipeg Jets have twenty-two million dollars in cap space. Yeah, they're gonna struggle. But they have to sign Connor, Line. Um, well, they gotta sign Comrie too, but I don't know how big of a contract they're gonna sign him to. Well, he barely. He hasn't played enough to really earn a big contract. He'll get no. probably two mil, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the big trade to kind of kick off everything, mm-hmm. and then free agency came and went. Oh, hello. Yep. And I a couple big surprises I think. Some not so big of surprises. But some big contracts and I think the the key term is that none of them seem to be super reaches. Like in years past we've had some massive contracts that are like, "Whoa." Yeah. Wow, really? This year there hasn't been so, like a lot of those 
big, big, well, ridiculous like, reaches. Like la- last year was like Roos- like basically Vancouver. Anybody who's Vancouver signed in the last two years has been a reach. Exactly. Roussel at 3.5 is not a good contract. Exactly. And th- that was the one thing that came out of this free agency is that man- owners didn't, or owners and GMs didn't really want to give those stupid massive contracts because, I mean, it plays into the fact that the cap isn't as high as everyone thought it was going to be. Right? So you have to see that. So we got to see some big names go. Panarin to the Rangers, 11.6. That's a big contract. Is he worth it? Makes him the highest paid winger. Yeah. Is he worth it? Depends on what he brings to the Rangers. I don't know if he's worth 11.6. I know he was going to get get money like that because he was the best free agent on the market. But whether he's worth that i don't know yet we'll see he's 27 he still has some time yeah he it could be a great contract for the rangers if they can build around him and some of the young pieces that they already have in the system that could be good for them no Um, potentially for sure bobrovsky to the panthers as we just mentioned Mm -hmm. seven years 10 mil i think that's a very long term for a 31 year old goaltender but other than that, I mean, you can't really. They had to give a lot to make sure that they secured the top goaltender in free yeah. agency. They did. Right yeah. move, probably. I didn't even realize he was 31. To be I didn't either. I, to actually, to be totally frank, I thought he was older than that. Yeah. I, it feels like he's been in the league for so long as a goaltender. But yeah, <laughs> true. Um, Columbus lost another one of their uh, free agents, Matt Duchesne. Mm. Finally ends up in Nashville. After the talk over the last, what, like four years since he was in Colorado, they, oh, they, yeah, yeah. it was always talk. He's going to go to Nashville. He loves country music. He's going to go to Nashville. He's, he loves country music. Well, he's there now, finally. <laughs> I, I think I think that's a little bit of an overpay at $8 million. A little bit, but I don't... I, I'm it's, not, yeah, it's not stupid. It's not stupid. But it's, it's definitely not a great contract. But it also depends. Like, like the Panarin one, if he can produce... It's not that bad, and he has the ability to produce. He's played. He played on a shit Colorado. Team. Is he going in as a one C or a two C? That's the question I'm curious about. Because if he's going in as a one C, I think that's a bad contract. If he's going in as a two C and doesn't have the pressure on him, yeah, that could be better. That's the thing. I don't know how they're going to line up, just because Johansson and Duchesne are going to be their one and two, right? Yeah, no, that's, for sure. That's what we're assuming. Yeah. I could see either of them playing on that one line, and I could see either of them playing on that two line because I don't think one is that much better than the other. No, not I, I think Johansson's a better defensive. Agreed. Um, probably better at faceoffs. Um, Duchesne was fifth in the league at faceoffs last was year. Duchesne's actually a very, very underrated faceoff man. <laughs> um, but that's the thing; like they they now have two very good faceoff centers. Yeah. Duchesne's probably a little bit more attacking, so he might end up on that first yeah. at that top line he'll just because play of in that. that top, he'll probably play with Arvidsson on the top line, to be honest. Right. Which, but in that sense, they now have two number one point five centers. Yeah, I wouldn't call either of them a, like a bona fide number one, but they can both play on a top line. Yeah. So they can mix and match. They can see if he puts up thirty goals and thirty ass- and forty assists as a center on the top line of Nashville. Yeah. Does his contract look better? Oh yeah, for sure. If 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 he produces, it'll look like a fine contract. Yeah. But like, if, he, like if he middles in yeah. points, absolutely, it's gonna look like an albatross, especially with that seven years. Yeah, that seven years is that's a long gonna time. look big. I was amazed at how many seven year contracts were given out. 
So it's, if you want to sign somebody nowadays, that's what you have to do. It's the biggest thing. But there's four at the top. I think there's a couple more. Yeah. But, but it, it's a long time, especially yeah. for these guys in their late 20s, early 30s. That's a long time to sign those guys to. And yeah, I get why they're doing it, but it's... Well, it's like, like Zuccarello only got five years, but he was also 32. He's 32. I think that's fine. Like Even that is a little bit long for me for an early yeah, 30s guy. To, to, me, to me, I'd sign him to a three- or four-year deal. Exactly. But he's probably, he probably got that five years, and he probably went to that team because he wanted security, right? Absolutely. And you know what? I, I get it from the player's perspective. You want to secure your contract. Yep. The teams, it worries me. It, well, it, it really might come down to, in today's NHL, it's all about – um, you take longer years, you take less value. Yep, uh, right? that's totally it's all true. About, it's all about salary cap. So if they can get them for, you know, six million dollars at five years. Oh yeah, no, I, I get instead it. Instead of seven at four or three. Oh, I, yeah. I totally agree, yeah. and that's the thing. Like I, I mean, we play all the stupid sports games and everything. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in a bit of a FIFA run right now. Mm-hmm. I'm signing all these young guys to the max five-year contract that you can in FIFA. Oh, absolutely. It's like you you want to secure them in your team. Yeah. It's the same mentality. It's just I don't know if I would do that for a later, longer-in-the-tooth player. No, for sure, for sure. Um, Anders Lee also got seven years with the uh, Islanders after testing free agency, yeah. which is pretty much just the Islanders went after Panarin, didn't get him, and they're like, yeah, we'll bring our captain back. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Uh, that that would be an interesting one too, because his point production fell off a cliff last year, comparatively. Um, but he was he was much better defensively last year than he yeah. was in prior years. So, and he's also a leader in that team. So I kind of get it. No, like I, I get I get the money for sure. But it's one of those, as long as he can get back to point produ- point production, which is what they need. Yep. Um, because they were one of the best defensive teams in the league. As oh, soon absolutely. as Barry Trotz goes to a team, it makes them better, right? It's the biggest absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Um, who else? Aho got that offer sheet, signed it, and Carolina matched it, right? So brilliant move by him, by the way. Oh, absolutely. He knew that he Carolina he, he knew Carolina was going to offer they was going to match like that six. No, but he knew Carolina was going to match that. Oh, for he sure, knew it. Like so he, he's like, okay, you guys are offering me six, yeah. but. You'll match this one at eight point four. Yeah. I'm going to sign this one. Yeah, you're and then you're going to come back. You're offering it. me six. I want nine. Some of you offer offer sheets me at eight point five. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, let's, let's sign. Yeah, why not? So, um, other than that, I guess going down the list, Tyler Myers. There was rumors that he was getting maybe eight million dollars, which would have been stupid. Six is a but great deal. Six for six is definitely better for sure. That's a great deal for yeah. Vancouver to be their center point on the back with oh, yeah. uh, Hughes. The only the only problem is that Vancouver is filling up cap space very quick. Oh yeah, no, no, no. But at the same time, you look at them because they they've put some good pieces in there this year in free agency. The big one that they need to get rid of is Louis Erickson. Right. But you look at their front. You got Horvat, JT Miller for five point two five. That's that's not a bad deal for him. It's not, but he had thirty points last year. I agree. No, I, it's not a terrible deal though in the in today's free agency, right? True. Brandon Sutter, Tanner Pearson, which was a huge get for them in the in the trades uh, during the playoffs, because they got him after the playoffs started from L.A. because they were both out. Right. Um, Michael Furlan, they just signed to four years at three point five. 
that could be good. It could be bad. I think I think he plays well in this Vancouver system. The so. only the only problem I can see is who he's going to play with. I agree. Once they get rid of Erickson, though, I think he plays with either Horvat or Besser. If they sign Besser, they're going to sign Besser. <laughs> they'll sign Besser. It's fine. That's the thing. Once Erickson's gone, it's fine. Uh, Berchi, Antoine Roussel, uh, Jake Vertanen, Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser. Those are some good young players. And no, then on the sure. defensive end, you got Alex Edler, who they re-signed, which was a smart move. Hey, uh, it was a little bit of overpay. A little bit of overpay, but smart move to bring him back because he is a big leader on this team. Yeah. Tyler Myers, Tanev, Troy Stetcher. Jordy Ben, I think, was an underrated pickup for them for their third line to pair. Yeah, it was two mil, I think is what it was. Yeah, two mil even for two years. Right. I think it's an underrated signing for them in, for their third pair. Yeah. Then you also have Quinn Hughes, Oscar Fantenberg, and Alex Biega. Uh, Quinn Hughes is obviously the big name out of that group, but they're oh, looking sure. they're looking at a half decent team. They're not gonna be basement dwellers this year. No. Will they push for a playoff spot? At the most probably a wild card spot, but you know what? I think they're trending in the right direction. Which is something that we haven't been able to say for the Canucks since they were in the Stanley Cup final. True. True. They right? they're definitely making the right steps, that's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So. Whether it'll come together this year. Who knows? And but it also yeah. sucks that Roberto Luongo uh, cap recapture. But yeah, that that hurts. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> and it's not really their fault. They well, they they knew it, it is they, their fault. They knew what they were signing him to. Like they knew he wasn't going to play until forty two or whatever it is. Yeah, that but they signed it, him it to. is what it is. Um, they also have that young goaltender Thatcher Demko who played really well last year. Yeah, they were saying that they were. I was watching an interview or something. They're saying that he's probably going to play thirty or so games this year. Yeah, that so. wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he played nine last year and had a 2.81 goals against average. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll run with Markstrom for majority of it, but then they'll throw in Demko a lot more this year for sure. And you know what? There's really nothing wrong with that. Like, he's still 23, I think. Demko? Yeah, like he's 23. Markstrom's 29. You have him for one more year anyway. Yeah. So you let Markstrom run. You give Demko 30-ish games. Oh yeah, you, 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 you test five to thirty-five really somewhere in the middle yeah. there, and then next year when Markstrom's contract is up, you make the decision: do we sign him back for another year, or do we let Demko take the reins and just go with it? Right? Oh, it, it really it all comes down to. Uh, it also depends on how Di Pietro goes through the minor system again. Yeah, true. Right, because he could he could throw an entire wrench into the whole thing just by you know. Yeah, it, it, like it all comes down to how. He handles the extra games, right? Like oh, he's absolutely. done in the minors, but the uh, the big leagues is a whole different story, right? So yeah, absolutely. And I mean, as I said, he played nine games last year, two point eight one goals against average. That's not bad. It's not no, not, not mind boggling or anything, but that's a pretty good number. Yeah, that's where you kind of want your young goalies to be. Um, by the way, I forgot to go through their like kids in the system portion. You also have Oli Ulevi bust. Bust at 21? Yes. Wow. Based on what he's done, he's shown no signs of improvement. He's probably actually slowed down a little bit. Okay. Uh, Zach McEwen yeah. is forward. That He's a good piece. Adam yeah. Godet, he's 22. But yeah. um, Cole Lind as well. They they have some decent pieces. Yeah, like majority of their pieces that they have right now are on the main roster. Oh, yeah. Like no, have, for sure. a few guys in the, in the system, but... You know, as soon as you have the rookie of the year and all that kind of stuff, right? So it yeah. kind of helps when you have that on your team. Absolutely. So. Um, but yeah, that was that was one thing I wanted to talk about the yeah. Myers 
move. Who's your uh, Who's your overpay of the summer? Overpay of the summer. Yikes. Um. Let me see. Let's rank this by average, and then I'll give you an answer. <laughs> Honestly, there haven't been that many. Maybe. I don't even want to say Strawman because that's 5.5. That's not bad. Is it bad that we're saying a 5.5 is not bad in like today's NHL? But he's he's a good defense. But when you look three years ago, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Like yeah, that's true. 5.5 uh, is a lot of money to pay someone who played three years ago. That is. Um, wow, that's a good question. I, I might have to go with Bobrovsky. And not e- that's not even a hit on Bobrovsky. I just I don't like 10 mil. That's, yeah. that's a lot for a goalie. Yeah. And the seven years is a long time for a 31-year-old goalie. Yeah. Because that, that would put him at 38 when the contract's expired. True. How many goalies are that good till 38? Not very many that I know of, to be Right? So, so that's that's my only concern with that one. How about yeah. you? Um, two of them. Like, it's going to sound weird. Like, Ron Hainsey at $3.5 million for one year. Yeah, that that's a stretch. That's but, but it's Ottawa. They have cap space. They the other one it. was Brandon Tenev going to Pittsburgh, at four years at three point five. He is not a three point five million dollar player by any means. Yeah, he's maybe a one point five to two million dollar player. Um, so to me, that was it's like it the big guys they're gonna get paid either way. Like it's not necessarily a stretch, but like when it comes to like that, the other um, the other one in that kind of range is the um, Johansson deal. To Buffalo, uh, four point five. If guy had one year, really. Yeah. Well, the the other one I was thinking of would would have been uh, Nyquist to Columbus for five point five a year. See, I really like how Nyquist plays, so that's why I didn't say that one. So for me, that one's not that bad. Yeah, but at five point five million dollars, you got to the the biggest. It all comes down to production. Absolutely. Right, and is he going to produce on Columbus? Probably not, with nobody left on the team. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing we we just don't know, right? So it's it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, what did he he put up last year? Sixty points. Five point five. Yeah, five point five for a sixty point guy yeah. in the current NHL. It's that's about bad. right. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a fairly accurate number. Um, what was your favorite deal? Um, and you can be totally biased if you want to. If it's your team, I don't care because mine's sort of biased. Not really. I. Uh, my f- like you mean favorite deal as in like value or as in like fit value and fit if you can if there is one you, you so can go one of both to me Joe Pavelski in Dallas is is the ideal three years at seven million dollars yeah um sorry seven million dollars per yeah but three years at seven yeah. no, that would be a steal for what Pavelski <laughs> provides and what he can give to San Jose as that second line center you mean Dallas that's what I meant sorry I got um, you don't worry. what what he can give to <laughs> Dallas as that second line center it's huge. Dallas hasn't had that. Absolutely. And how close were they to beating San o- or St. Louis in the second with the second round? Second round. Yes. No. Yes, second yeah. round. Yeah, second round. Because then it was it was St. Louis so and ago. oh my god, <laughs> who was in the third round? St. Louis and I got this. Don't worry. I can't remember. Playoff bracket. Where are you at? Yeah. Well, either way, like because they they had the big line. Right. Yeah, they beat Nashville. Yeah, Dallas beat Nashville in the first round, four two, yeah. and then lost four three to St. Louis. Yeah, in like second. triple overtime or whatever. Yeah, Under- uh, that was a great. That yeah. was a surprisingly fun series to watch. Oh no, for sure. Um, but I, th- I think w- what he brings to that because oh, you're gonna you're gonna have Ben and Sagan on the first line, obviously, and stuff like that. But now you can drop Radulov down and have play- him play with Pavelski, 
and that gives you two solid lines. Yeah, and who who else do they have on that? Well, they got they got hint, the hints guy or whatever is gonna yeah, come up and play no some player. more. No player. Um, he's definitely gonna take that next step for sure. I don't know really off the top of my head who has. Yeah, because so Sagan plays center on the top line between Ben and Radulov right now. Yeah, they got li- they got um, Cogliano as a center winger. Well, Blake he'll, 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 play, he'll probably play Cogliano will probably play third line with Hansel. We're also forgetting Corey Perry signed with the Stars too. Yeah, well, that that's another one that that's, you, that'd be the second you, line right there. It'd be Radulov, Perry, and Pavelski. Yeah, true. Jeez. Or possibly, actually, he he might go on the first line with Ben because Ben's a left wing and Radulov's also a right wing. Yeah, but at that point, you can flip that in and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, but they then they got good, they got good prospects too, right? So like, I I, I think that's labor. Um, Delandrea. Like that, that uh, to me, that's a piece that they were really missing. They yeah. had the defense, they oh, have the goaltending. It was that extra piece. They well, sort of have the goaltending. I, I don't trust their goaltending. What Ben Bishop? Ben Bishop was the best goalie in the league last year. Yeah, but he doesn't. I love Bishop in the regular season. I almost feel like if you have Bishop on your team, you need to have another goalie for the playoffs. It's well, the only reason they made it where they were was because of Bishop. In the I playoffs. agree. I, the only reason they made the playoffs was because of Bishop. Yeah. I I agree to that. Yeah. Right, but he didn't look great in the playoffs in two rounds. In well, that's in that second round, he he stood in his head. That, yes, that final game, St. Louis had like sixty-five shots. I know, but if you actually <laughs> watch some of the other games in that series, didn't he get blown out in two of them? Yeah, but every goalie has and that in the, in the playoffs. Even, even Tuka then. Rask was one of the best goalies, and he got lit up in two of the games. I agree, but I'm just saying, like, there's something about Bishop that scares me in the playoffs, and that's just me. I. I yeah. I love Bishop. I think he's one of the best goaltenders in the league. Yeah. But it worries me when he gets to the playoffs that he hasn't been able to continue that success. And that, again, that's just me. But yes, you're right. They have they have good goaltending. They have good defense. Do they go that, now that forwards are starting to shape up to be very very dangerous? Yeah. So they could be a very interesting. <laughs> Dallas has zero cap space. Yeah, they have zero. They have nine hundred k. It's not as bad as Vegas. No, true. Vegas has zero. Zero, 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 zero. <laughs> yeah, and that's because they just signed Subban or whatever like that. Um, my best value one, and it's just because I, I'm totally biased, but it's not really a bad bias in this one. Mm-hmm. I really like the Kerfoot signing for Toronto. Yep. I watched him play a lot of games for Colorado, obviously. Mm-hmm. Huge Avs fan for me. He's a good young player. Yeah, it's, I know he's 25. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's 25." Yeah, but he got signed out of college. Yeah, played two years in Colorado, and showed. No, for sure. And at 3.5, I think it is. Yeah, 3.5 for four years. Yeah, Toronto has a third line center who could play second line depending oh, on he, how things pan he, out. He, he would probably hop up in the second wing. Apparently, th- apparently, last year he played a lot of wing compared he did. to center. He did because Colorado um, actually had like eight centers on their line in their lines. So. Yeah, so like he played a lot of wing last year, but like I think I think they have him penciled in as the third line center right now. So well, here's here's um, my thing. He'll probably start on the second line, and the only reason I say that is because Hyman will be out for the beginning of the season. Yeah, what are you gonna have Spets as the third line center? Yeah, just just to start the season. Yeah. I think once Hyman's back, Kerfoot is the third line center. Yeah. Right, and then Spezza becomes the fourth line center, or winger, or whatever. Yeah. However, they want to mix yeah. and match that. 
But to start the season, I think they do start Kerfoot on on the wing on that second line with JT. Yeah, it'll it'll depend. Well, it really comes down to Marner. <laughs> it's really what uh, it's, it's a big uh, big piece. But well, obviously, um, the other thing is like this this Russian. Mikheyev guy that they have or whatever like that. I, they don't. They're not sure what he what he is. So that could be a thing too. But who knows? Um, Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah. So one year, nine two five. Okay. Yeah. Entry level contract has not played a game for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they signed him out of Russia this past year. So it'd be interesting for that. One. Yeah, no, that, that. And I mean, they still have some young pieces as well. Does Bracco finally make his jump, or is he, is he destined I, to be an AHLer for life? Un, unless they trade Janssen or Kapanen, if they really need cap space, I doubt it. Okay. Because um, I know we just signed Augustino, who's going to play in the he'll A. He'll be fourth line. Or in the A. Or in the A, yeah. Right. So he'll, he'll be the fringe guy. Um, the first line is... Sure, I forgot we had him. Yeah, they signed him out of the KHL. <laughs> I <sure>. forgot him. <laughs> uh, first line will be... Matthews, Nylander, and what they were saying was Mikheyev on the first line, but I'm not sure about that. I um, would probably go Matthews, Nylander, Cap. But no, Matthews doesn't want to play with Kapanen. What? He said he doesn't want to play with Kapanen. When? I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, was I in BC? Uh, I might have been way too No, close. I think you were back. But oh, okay. Um, I've been too But it would probably be Janssen on the first line, to be honest. Okay. Um, I'm okay with that. I, I like Janssen. Second Cap, so. second line will be Cap, Marner, and Tavares. No. Well, one time it comes back, it'll be Hyman on that line. And then you drop Janssen down to the second line with Marner and Tavares. And your third line will be Kerfoot, Kapanen, and... Moore? Either Moore or Spezza, one or the other. That's the thing. I think they actually want to have Spezza as a center. Yeah. Only because... And I, I couldn't in the believe... Last year. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. And he's a smart player, so you want to have him playing in those uh, with that fourth line, making sure that they're doing everything right. No, no, you don't sure. want anything sure. happening on that fourth line. I mean, that means goat. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Back to the minors where he just belongs. No, he'll sit in the box. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but they, they're set up to be okay. You also have Nick Patan, who will play on that fourth line probably, or the guy <laughs> he'll probably box. be back in the minors too. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. Um, he might, yeah, he might, he might be that extra guy. But the defense is all shored up for now. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, once once, Dur- once Dermot comes Barry. back, then it's then it's better. But oh, absolutely. Um, does Lindgren make the jump this year? Logan? Logan, sorry, Logan. No, I think Sandin makes the jump before Logan. To be honest. Okay. Um, if Borgman can stay healthy, I would love to see him on the third pairing because he gives the physical presence. But can't so stay healthy. Barry. Yeah, but Barry's more of an offensive guy comparatively. But I agree. But I, see again. I, again, I watch Colorado a yeah. lot, so I, everyone rips on Barry for his defense. He's one of he was the best defensive defenseman on Colorado last year. Yeah. In my opinion. Maybe sorry. Maybe Zadorov. Zadorov is an absolute beast wrecking yeah. ball at the back. Barry plays very, very strong defensively. And a lot of people don't see it because, I mean, over here, at least in our area, because we don't watch a whole lot of Colorado games unless they're playing the Leafs or True. the Sens or the Canadians and it's on national television. Yeah. Other than that, you don't see a whole lot of it. They Barry is one of the most underrated defensive players in the game, I believe. 
as a defenseman. Yeah, for sure. And don't get me wrong. He has all of the offensive talent in the world, but he can stabilize a defense. And that's why I'm kind of proud that the Leafs went and grabbed him, especially as a right-shot defenseman, because, let's be honest, we don't have a whole lot. And then we went and grabbed CeCe, too, which I'm like, wow, okay. That's not a terrible move. I actually think both of those trades will work out in the end for the Leafs as long as they can get Marner signed. Yeah, the, well, the biggest thing comes down to Marner signing is really what it is, right? So and The problem is we only have a 3 mil in cap space. Yeah, but you also have 5.8. You get extra for um, uh, Horton. 5.3. 5.3, same thing. We're um, still retaining stupid Phil Castle's contract. Yeah, now he's playing in Arizona. Did you see how much the Arizona Yeah, it went up like 700% or something. Like <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> like, that's just stupid. Like, I love it. Are you kidding me? That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that – as soon as Marner figures out what he's doing – that kind of determines where the Leafs season goes. Well, I think I, honestly, I think it depends on where the rest of the off season goes. Really, yeah. Because apparently they're still in on Gardner. I don't know how, but apparently they're still a, because apparently everybody's worried about his health or something like that. Um, For well, those of you who can't see, which is you know all of you because we're not recording this one video, I'm just shaking my yeah. head. Just in t- they, wh- why? Yeah. Why? Why? Like, I like Gardner. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but. We we don't have cap space to sign the one player we were supposed to sign in the off season. No. Wh- what? <laughs> uh, I don't. Know. Like I, I I want I want Marner to sign, and then I would love for the Leafs to go out and get like a veteran guy, like a Cronwall or Girardi, something like that. They're not they're not in their prime. I get that, but you're sticking on the third third pairing, and you pay him the, you pay him the minimum. You can't go wrong with absolutely. That. And like right now, that decor is. Very, very strong. You got Riley's probably gonna play, in my opinion, should play with CeCe. And let me f- let me finish the whole reasoning behind it. Muzzin with Barry, and then Dermot with fill in the blank. Yeah, sixth. Yeah. Right. And the reasoning behind that is because Morgan Riley is an offensive player. Right. Cody CeCe can put up points because he's played on with an offensive defenseman. Yeah, he played with Carlson for the longest time. He's played with uh, who's the young guy in Ottawa? Shabbat. Thank you. He played with Shabbat last yeah. year, right? But he's a defensive defenseman. Yeah. Right. So you put him with Riley, give Riley a little bit more freedom, and then you look on that second pair. It's the same sort of breakdown, except on the opposite sides, because Barry's more of the offensive guy and Muzzin's more of the defensive guy, which is why they wanted Muzzin to play with Riley last year. Yeah. True. Right. So then you have two very very balanced one. Two pairings, yeah. And then the third pairing is Dermot, who's the young up and coming guy, and fill in the blank with whoever you can find and put there. Yeah, I think they're going to give a chance to this Finnish guy they signed. Uh, I can't remember what his name is, but some guy out of Finland they signed. I'm sure they'll give him a chance to be that sixth defenseman, something like that. Timu Kivilham. And if not, they'll go out and sign. Like there's wait, no, he's American. There's I can't remember who what his name is. Um. Yeah. Either way, but like, there's some, there's some like defensemen that are still out there, right? Like you got Fanoff, you got McDonald, who got bought out by, um, Philly. You got Mathot, who can't stay healthy right now. But if he is healthy, well, I was just reading he was getting out of retirement. Was he? I don't know. I I, I know he had knee surgery or whatever, but I don't know if he was actually thinking about that because he played nine games last year. But 
Um, like Cronwall is Cronwall. He's still going to crunch you in the boards and stuff. Absolutely. And, like he may not be the fleetest of foot right now, but you know <laughs> he is. Um, obviously Gardner out there, but he's going to cost a little bit of money. You got Girardi who who's out there, who has always been that stay at home lockdown guy. You got Ben Hutton from Vancouver. McQuaid. I like Hutton, by yeah. the way. I think he could be a very good piece for a team. Not necessarily the Leafs. No, no. But he, I think he, he could be a very good piece for a he'll, team. He'll be too expensive for the Leafs. But, uh, no, no, no. I just, I'm just saying I do like him as a player. I think he could be – he could fit in nicely on a good on a good team on their third line. Oh, for sure. I, I think a guy like McQuaid or Lovejoy would be perfect right there. You let Dermot go do their Absolutely. own thing, and McQuaid and Lovejoy are there to crunch in the back. I think it would be a great fit. But, Absolutely. Um, no, I, I totally agree with that. And it just kind of – it kind of depends on the whole Marner thing. Oh, it always comes back to, to Marner, 100%. Um, like, there's some good depth guys that are available, even in forwards, too. Like, did Nakushkin officially go to the KHL yet? I don't think he did. I can honestly say I don't know. But he got he got bought out by Dallas, but I don't think he ever, like, actually – Yeah, I don't know if he's anywhere. actually – Like, Vanek is still out there. Vanek could be a solid addition to a third line. Yeah, I, like I he's agree. not. He, don't get me wrong. He's not a top, not top six guy. Another anymore. guy, Boyle. Yeah, well, Boyle is a third fringe fourth line center. But like Riley Shahan is still out there. Is everybody, everybody going to give a chance on Tobias Reeder to finally score a goal in a year and a half? Um, who else is out there? Maroon obviously is still out there. I think he, I think he honestly goes back to St. Louis. I do as well, but he's he's still out there. Yeah. Um. Then you get some of the young guys who are still unsigned, which some of them are surprising to me. But uh, do you think Joel Erickson Eck actually resigns in Mini? Uh, does Mini have? I don't think Mini Mini has too much cap space, do they? Let's let's check. I'm I'm curious. Well, the only reason I ask is because he I thought he played pretty well last year as a third line center. And yeah. what about Derek Brassard? Uh, Mini has 11 million cap space, and they just have to sign Fiala and. Erickson X will probably resign. Like, like, what about Derek Broussard? Like, he Broussard, yeah, fell geez. off a cliff from me. He was getting a first-round pick at the deadline two years ago. Yeah. Does anyone give a flyer to Hosang? He's an RFA? He's an RFA. Probably not. It depends on what you have to sign him for. No, not necessarily at the beginning of the year, but when the, dis- what is it, December or January? When, when does the thing come up where you could just sign them? No, that's that's at the point where he can't play again that year. I thought it was that it becomes free. Not that I know of. Okay. No, because it was like Neil, like Nylander last year. Like if he didn't sign before December, he wouldn't have been he would have been eligible to ineligible to play next year. Okay. And literally that year just wouldn't have counted, and he still would have been an RFA in the next year. Yeah. Um, Smith Pelly's still tech. Patty Marlowe's out there, but he's probably going back to San Jose. Smith Pelly's available. Yeah. JT Confer is available. Palmonville. Palmonville's available. Zach Aston Reese from Pittsburgh, who had a great year for them this year. No, he's a he's a good center. Is he an RFA? He's an RFA. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Let's like see. Luca Spiza is out there, but like he's fallen off a cliff since he was in Anaheim because he he was. Yeah. Jamie McGinn too, another yeah. another winger, played with season out in Florida last year. Matt Molson's technically. <laughs> what, like what happened to him? Did he just like fall off a cliff? Yes, he disappeared okay. and forgot how to play hockey. Uh, another guy is uh, Gabriel Bork from Colorado. Yeah, he actually had a pretty good year on the third line. Um, he's a good b- big body presence well, guy. Whatever happened to Rene Bork? The guy who signed for like five million dollars. Not a clue. Um, who 
else? Now they're getting in. Now I'm getting into the uh, guys you've never heard before. Michael Haley. Who? Oh, uh, Marco Daniels actually at UFA. Michael Haley was the guy who played for San Jose last year. Yeah, I know. Uh, Daniels at UFA, 24-year-old center. Mm. He could be a good give a flyer pick too, right? I mean, there's other guys out there. Kirby Reichel is also a UFA. Yeah. What do, you, what do you feel about that Alex Nylander trade, by the way? It kind of like flew under the radar. Confused is the best way that I can put it. Um, it almost felt like a cap dump without being a cap dump. Yeah. And like with no reason to be a cap dump. But Chicago gave up arguably the better player. And Henry Yokoharu. Yeah, and, and a more premium position as well. And a more premium position. And he's a right-shot defenseman, isn't mm-hmm. he? For Alex Nealer, who has talent, but hasn't done anything with no, it. he hasn't proved anything. Anything at all. So, it felt like Chicago was cap-dumping Yokoharu. Mm-hmm. Even though, what, what is he making? He's not making that much. He was making entry level. Still. He's entry level. Like it felt like a cap dump on an entry level contract. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. Now, granted, they are saving ninety thousand dollars. Sure. <laughs> it's ninety thousand dollars. Like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. It just feels weird. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It, like. I, I saw that and I'm like, I don't even know how to feel about this. Like, because Nylander was what, a, what was he, eighth or ninth overall or something like that? Yeah, something like that. All right. Like, and I was like, yeah, now we're done with him. Like, yeah, we're just done. We give up. Like, okay. Cash it. Pretty much. And it was one of those, like, oh, okay, sure. Um, yeah, he was eighth overall in 2016. Yeah. It was three drafts ago. Four drafts ago. So clear, clearly they didn't like, uh, he just needed a, a new place to just play he or just figure something out. Who knows? Um, he's not even, like, if you go on Cat Friendly, you know how they list, like, the forwards and everything. Yeah. He's not even listed in the top forwards. <laughs> he's, he's in the system. <laughs> Did Burakovsky sign yet, by the way? For no. Colorado? No, they haven't signed him yet. Um, Interesting once they have to pay for him, to be honest. Yeah, well, they have $23 million. And they have to sign Rantanen, Confer, and Burakovsky. Yeah, that's so it. Rantanen's half of that. But that's it. Yeah. Those are the only three that they really need to sign. They also have uh, Kamenev, who's not going to get that much. No. So that, that's that's all they have. That's all they need to sign. They, mm-hmm. they are pretty much set, which is nice, once they sign those three. Yeah, true. Right? Because the top six is going to be – the top six is going to look really good for Colorado next year. Bottom six? Not so much. Top six? Great. Who's going to be the starter? Grubauer? Probably. Are they going to run with him the entire season? Um, That's a bold move. Especially the way he played halfway through the season. Well, they picked up that Frank Coos kid. Oh, well, no, I shouldn't say kid. He's well, I was going to say, if, he, if, if he's your backup and he plays half your games, there's a problem. I don't know. He looked really good when he played. I Again, I maybe for 15, 20 games, I don't trust him for more than that. I'm not sure about the goaltending as well. I uh, That is a debatable thing, but our defense looks really good. Mm-hmm. Our top six looks really good. Yeah, enjoy, our enjoy bottom six Zaito, look trash. Enjoy Zaito. Oh, no, you don't have Zaito. No, I meant, I don't have sorry, Kadri. Kadri, sorry. 
Yeah, but I like Kadri. Mm. Not in the playoffs, because yeah. stu- he forgets what he's doing in the playoffs and just goes mental. Yeah. Up until then, he's fine. Yeah. And he's not playing Boston anymore, so it'll be great. True. We don't have to worry about Boston in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> if we get to the final, then I might have to worry about Boston. But if we get to the <laughs> final, I call that a success. True. <laughs> That is a successful trade for us because we got to the final. <laughs> yeah, it would be definitely worth it for sure. <laughs> no. I And that's – I want to make sure it's very, very abundantly clear to everyone. I have no faith in this team making the finals. <laughs> playoffs? Yes, I think we can fight for a playoff spot again. Yeah. We did it last year. We actually look good doing it. Finals? No. But, our, again, top six looks really, really good. I, I just I find it funny you're still paying for Brooks Orpic right now. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> One point five mil too. I do too. I don't like it. I like that two point seven five million dollars retained on Tyson Berry though. And you know what? I'm okay with it for yeah. one year. Especially because I also am a Leafs fan, so I'm like, eh, you know what? It works out for both my teams. <laughs> it's like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but you look at the top six on Colorado. You got McKinnon, Landisgog, and Rantanen. Once he signs, yeah. Once he signs, the second line is going to be Kadri, Donskoy, and Gurikovsky. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right? The third line's going to be Comfer, Wilson, Calvert, yeah. Nieto, whoever you want to put there. Yeah. Hell, you could even throw Yost on that third line, right? Yeah, true. And then the fourth line is whoever doesn't make the third line, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, this is like filling people. Right? Well, no, the thing is, like, I think the bottom six are all interchangeable. We don't true. have a whole bunch of big bodies that are going to be the fourth line, but we don't have any, like, True slugs that are stuck on the fourth line, either. Yeah, in my opinion, no, for sure, for sure, right. But the problem is, it's not a good enough third line to be a top third line. Yeah, but our fourth line is going to be one of the top in the NHL. Yeah, it's it's sort of debatable on how good the bottom six is going to be. That top six, though, is going to be dangerous. Oh, absolutely. It's it's going to be it's going to be great for sure. It'll be interesting. To see what actually Ranton signs for. Like I don't know if it's gonna be a bridge two year thing or what. I think he's gonna get ten five. That it's just a feeling I have. Yeah. Um, I don't think he exceeds Panarin's contract to become the highest paid winger. I doubt it. I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I think it's gonna be ten five. I, I could, think I, it's five years. I could see it being because like the biggest thing is Colorado's always gonna put well, McKinnon's our number one guy and you know, he's only making six point three. So what do you wanna make? Yes, but Colorado's also not stupid and realized that they got one of the greatest contracts for a top player in the NHL. Yeah. 6.3 for McKinnon is an absolute steal. Oh, absolutely. And he's got four more years, so he's going to become a free agent at 27. He's going to get paid money in the second contract. He's going to get paid. But Colorado understands that. They also have Landis Cog, who was their captain, who Mm -hmm. they signed before... Uh, McKinnon yeah. at five point five seven. Yeah, he's got he's got one more year after this. Our so. third highest paid forward right now is Nazem Kadri at four point five, which mm-hmm. is also, by the way, a team friendly deal. Yeah, no, for sure, right. especially if he's our top play your three, second line center. Our top three right now are cap friendly deals. Yeah, you're paying fifteen million dollars for your top three players right now. I'll let let it. alone Ranton when he signs. But I'll take it. I'm okay with that. No, exactly. Right? We can play four players, twenty-five million. It's fine. Something like that. But right? And even even on the defensive end, our stupidest contract is Ian Cole. Yeah. Other than that, like Johnson's six, he's a top line defenseman. 
That's six mil is fine in today's NHL. You guys might get screwed over by Zadorov next year because he took a Absolutely. he took an undercut this year for his Absolutely. one year deal. So, but Zadorov at three point two, and then one point four five, one point three seven five, Maker and Girard are both on entry levels. And then Calais Rose in seven seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that's the it's like, I'm good. <laughs> you you got you got young guys that are, are good contracts right now. Like Cal McCarr in two years is gonna get paid. He's gonna get paid. Gerard next year is probably gonna get paid at a half decent contract. And he's gonna be he's gonna be looking at like a five, six million dollar deal, maybe. I don't know if it's gonna be that high. Depending I, on how I, this I year think goes. it might be more of like a coal deal, which is like four or four point two. Um, which is fair for him. Yeah. Right. And that's but if it's a four four point two, it might be a three or four year deal, and then he gets gets back, and when he's twenty six and becomes free agent, right? Yeah, whatever it should is. be, a smart move by yeah. him and his, so, his agent. So it, it really all comes down to that. Like I think it'll be interesting because we also have to think there's an expansion draft next year. Yeah. So we also have to think who's going to be gone. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. Shit. Right. So it's not. It's not as if it's just. How does the expansion draft work again? How many players can you protect in uh, breakdown I think of positions? Uh, six, four, one, or you can go. Well, we don't have to protect either of our goalies. We do. <laughs> I know. Um, I understand it. I'm just saying. Six. Like, I think it's six, four, one, or ten players in a goalie. Rules. Okay. Here we go. I think. I think that's how it was. Um, Teams are required to protect contracts with no move clauses. Yeah, don't look at the rules. Let's just look at like what's eligible. I know. Because rules are gonna be like no movement clause and all kind of stuff. I know. I'm just trying to. Uh, either protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, yeah, or one goaltender and eight skaters, regardless of position. Yeah, seven three one and eight one. Right. Okay. So Colorado then protects Rantanen, Landeskog, McKinnon, Be- uh, Johnson. And no entry level contracts are. You can't. They can't take an entry level player, right? Mm, I think it's a certain amount of service time. I think is what it is. Also. Okay, so Makar, Gerard. Kadri. You have to use a no movement clause. Okay, there you go. It's a good answer. Who else has a no movement clause? Um. That's it. Jones. Wow, good for me. Yeah. So I can pick one more. Yes. What do you have? Seven forwards, three D. I'm just going eight, regardless, just for this fun. Thing. You're gonna have to go Zadorov, Johnson, Gerard. I don't know if you have to tr- protect Makar or not. I, I doubt it. This thing, I'm saying, I'm saying Makar right now, and they only so the Zadorov would be the other one. That's my eight. Yeah. And then I have to protect a goalie. Grubauer. <laughs> I have to protect a goalie. Yeah. We don't have a goalie other than Grubauer after next year. True. <laughs> It's not really a so, choice. It's that's my nine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. We might lose Kadri. No, you can't. He has a no. Oh, clause. sorry. No, I protected him. I forgot about that. So Donskoy, Nieto might go. They might take Confer. Shit. He also might take a no movement clause. This is problematic. Anyways, why are we? I'm not. I don't know why I'm worrying about this now. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but yeah, like the free agency was fun this year, and I mean next week we'll get into the NBA free agency, which was amazing. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> dumb, dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. I, we'll get into that. There's not enough words to 
Like describing that. Um, anything you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Because we're already at about an hour now. Um, that? It's already been an hour. Wow. Um, we, can. we can like touch briefly on the World Cup. Like it was, it was a great World Cup for the women's. Hundred percent. Um, started off a little controversial with all like the goal celebration and stuff like that. Like, and okay, I get what they were saying. It's the World Cup. You want to celebrate your goals. The the, the Americans. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. It's the World Cup, and Alex Morgan is scoring her fifth goal and celebrating like she scored. It's her first goal ever in a World Cup. You got to show a little bit of class. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. If it's if it's the twelfth goal, but it's your first goal in absolutely. your career in no, the World absolutely. Cup, whatever, absolutely, all the power to you. But like, Ra- R- Rapino or whatever, Rapino, <laughs> whatever, in, that, in her own that, controversial. That, that's trash. I don't care what. It, that's trash. Absolutely, you, you can't do. I that. agree. Sure, whatever you're celebrating, f- fine. But you can't do that when you're up thirteen nothing. You score the first goal or second goal, go for be it. Be my guest, but don't do that. I also did not like the Alex Morgan tea sipping one either. I'm she, okay she, she, with that one. Like, she was like, "Oh well, the guys grab like you know they grab themselves when they do that." And I'm like, Which is, "By the way, also wrong." I was gonna say I hate that, that celebration. That's not that's not a good thing either. Like you can't just compare that and say they don't get ripped. Rip, See rip the tea sipping like, one. The only reason I understand it is because she was getting ripped by the English, saying that she was a shitty player. And you know everyone knows the Kermit the Frog tea sipping yeah. meme, right? It wasn't necessarily a shot at the English. But it was. So what would, they, what would the English have done? Brought out a shotgun and beer? Well, I mean, I... Shotgun and beer have you, have, have you ever seen the... Some of the okay, so there's there's that stupid uh, Icelandic team who does the crazy celebrations. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, you mean... No, like no, no, the, no not, oh. not the school. There's, yeah, a, yeah, there's yeah, a one yeah, team yeah, yeah, that does, yeah. like, the un- insane celebrations. Yeah, like, like the, the, the fishing. fishing and yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So there's one that they did where a guy goes on a rampage. That's what they would have done. <laughs> and he's pretending like he's pulling up guns and shooting people down. Oh, God. Hilarious. Highly recommend you look it up, everybody. That's it's it is funny. Wow. Um, I don't know what what would they have done. The thing is, she was getting attacked by the English players, saying that she was a trash player. English players or fans? Both. I was gonna say fan, like, in the fans. Game, you can't do a thing. No, the, fans, fans are gonna talk no matter game, what. In the game, they were saying, "Oh, we're shutting you down. We're shutting you down." And then she got her one chance and finished. I guess. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sipping my tea. Yeah. I can't hear you. What was it? It was a shot at the English. Yeah. Like, like t- it like, turned out to be a sh- bigger shot because she was playing against the English, but she probably would have done that against anyone who was saying the same shit. I just, I, I, f- I found that especially. I didn't like her answer after. But. No, but like especially with how they started the World Cup, you can't do that. If that's the first okay, time, fair enough. if that's the first time they do it, sure, whatever. You fair enough. No, defend, I, I defend totally yourself agree. Or yourself, but you, you can't go from the celebrating thirteen goals. And then go do that in the exact same World Cup because literally you're building up this World Women's World Cup right now. You're putting a dark light on it. That's fair. Um, I have a positive thing to talk about the World Cup and a negative. Which one do you want me to start with? Let's go positive. Let's go positive. And okay. no negative. And no negative. <laughs> That's an interesting way to go. <laughs> All right. Um, positive. This is one of the most successful women's. This sorry. Let me correct that. This was the most successful Women's World Cup in regards to viewership. Mm-hmm. The semifinal between the U.S. and Nether- no England, England yeah. um, was the highest watched European game in the U.S. No. Sorry, second highest watched European game in the U.S. That's impressive. No, for, for sure. a women's game, first of all, um, it has grown so much in the twenty years that we've been around watching it, to the point where they're expanding the World Cup next 
four years from now. Um, to I think they're adding eight more teams or something, which is fantastic. I think it was eighteen to twenty-four, six, six, maybe. I have to check. I don't know either the numbers one, exactly. Either, one, yeah. either way, they're expanding the World Cup next time, which is great. Um, if you watch any of the TSN broadcasts for us in Canada, woo, uh, Kaylin Kyle made a valid point that she's not sure if they're ready to expand the World Cup just yet, but they're doing it anyway. Doesn't they're, really they're running before they walk. Well, no, the, her her comment was is that, yes, we have more teams that are being more competitive, and that's why we had, like, Netherlands and England and Germany and all these teams yeah. going really, really deep. And Canada, who's fifth-ranked in the world, got knocked out in the round of 16. Yeah. That's what it shit happens. Um, the thing that they're worried about is that all these teams that are just on the fringe of making the World Cup are just on the fringe for a reason. I guess. Right? They're not there yet. They're not ready for the World Cup. But then, if you listen to Diana Matheson on that broadcast, by the way, one of the smartest soccer players you will ever meet, if you get a chance to talk to her, I highly recommend it. Yeah. And obviously, you're not. many people aren't going to get a chance. But if you do, highly recommend it. Um, she was saying, that is true. But, because there's extra spots, now all these teams are going to put more, possibly put more money into developing their women's game because maybe their men's team isn't that good. Like Thailand. Thailand made the Women's World Cup. But there's going to be more competitive games in between World Cups now, which is one of the biggest issues with the women's game is that they don't have many competitive national games. So you don't get these players from Thailand and fill in the blank here playing competitively against some of these top countries. That Thailand team gained so much experience and learned a lot in this World Cup by playing against the States. Yes, they got thumped. But if you watch the last five minutes of the game, no. they looked better. Yeah, I it's just, not. I'm not saying these teams are going to be ready to compete, yeah. but they'll be there for the experience, and then four years from then, and four years from the one after that, and four years from the one after that, these teams are going to be ready. Yeah. Right? It's the experience thing, and it's the growth of the women's game that has been so well documented because of this World Cup. Mm-hmm. That's why this World Cup was a success. Yeah, in my opinion, I, I'm I'm just worried that you know, it's like the World Cup of hockey or whenever nations play in hockey. Yeah, there's the Kazakhstan's, there's the teams that have zero chance of doing anything. Absolutely, and they're literally there to run up the score against other teams. Yes, but. My counterpoint to that, the Swiss. For years, that was the Swiss because they always made the World Cup. They always made all these tournaments, the Olympics and all that, and got beat. But now their junior team is one of the better teams in the tournament. Yeah, like like the the Swiss and Slovakia were always those middling teams, which would be probably the Sweden and stuff like that of Canada. The Canada now, unfortunately, yeah, like the now World Cup, right? They're there. They're probably not going to win anything, but they might upset somebody, right? But I say the Swiss team is one of the more dangerous teams in the G- World Juniors now. No, and, and that, that's what I mean. Their coach, but like, geez. but like, some of those guys, some of those like Canada or Sweden, could have beat other teams. Absolutely, there's a chance. Absolutely, and. I don't think any of those teams are even going to come close. Like that's, like that's even like the men's side, though. That's my uh, like. Think about the men's game in soccer. You have the Englands, the Germanys, not anymore, really. Yeah. The Spains, not really anymore, right? You Portugal, have the you have the big yeah. nations: Argentina, Brazil. Even Argentina's falling off the cliff. Right but now. you you, you yeah. get what I'm saying, right? 
we don't expect a big upset. No, but but then you also have teams like Iceland. Absolutely, they came in, they came out of like relatively nowhere. And look what happened. Yeah. Right. So, but there's like there's always those teams that they're now considered that. Was it because they were in the Euro? Probably not. It was probably because they developed their team and thought that they could make it. Right. Like that's the biggest thing. Is I, I I'm all, I'm all for expanding the game. I just don't know if it should be the, this next World Cup. And that's that's a debate that I think it's willing to have. I'm just I'm happy that they're now going to have more competitive games in between for all of these teams. Yeah. To true. play against people within their own region, like Concacaf is going to have more competitive games. Yeah. Europe is going to have more competitive games. Asia is going to have more competitive games. It just means that there's more competitive games for all of these teams to play in, rather than the few that they've had. And the women's game is so messed up that they don't. They think they have like five games in between World Cups that are <laughs> competitive. It's really messed up. Yeah. Now on to my negative. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a Twitter argument over this. And I th- I want to get your opinion because you never really talked about it, when I, even when I brought it up. Got it. I was unbelievably disappointed with the American team creating a full set of jerseys yeah. with the word Champion 19 for their team picture on the field. Yes. The argument that I had on Twitter, someone brought up the fact that, like, the NHL, the NBA, um, but that's the NFL. league. That's the league doing that. Well, I know. Let me, let me finish what I was going to yeah. say. The league gives out championship T-shirts. Mm-hmm. The only team that takes a picture with the with the trophy doesn't put the T-shirts on until they get into the change room. Yeah. Think about that. Right. The NHL is the only team that takes a team picture with the trophy. They get hats. Whatever. They keep their jerseys on, mm-hmm. right? The NBA, the NFL, they put the T-shirts over their jerseys. Yeah. But they don't take a team picture. No, true. Right? World Cup, men's side, take a team picture, you have your jerseys on. Women's side, take a team picture, you have your jerseys on. All soccer. Yeah. Right? You take a team picture with your jerseys on. Yeah. And especially for the fact that the women have a number on the front of their jersey. Mm-hmm. Why are you creating a totally new jersey with everyone having the same number for a team picture after you just wore a jersey to win that game? Yeah. It's it's a sign of disrespect, in my opinion, that you already had a set of jerseys made up before the game started. Because you're not making a mid-game after you go up 3 nothing. No. like they, as, They're as, already made. As long as it was that team that did it individually, then yes, it's it's uncalled for. I think if it's if it was the World Cup that had oh, one for either team, I guarantee it wasn't though. Yeah, like if it was for one for either team, sure, why not? Fine, and there's there I I get that a little bit, but you know it wasn't. You know it was the yeah, Americans no, going no, out of their no, way for sure. And the one thing I did like is that part of the team didn't do it. Part of the yeah. team refused to take the new jersey. They yeah. were proud of the jersey that they wore in the game. They kept it off for the team picture. Well, wh- why would you not want to celebrate in the jersey you just wore? Right. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I just don't get it. I get maybe doing it in the change room, right? Yeah. And, and that's that was the other thing that was brought up. I mentioned that I understand that for the change room stuff. Guy said, well, what about the Raptors? They wore them on the stage. Yeah, they didn't take a picture with the damn trophy afterwards. Yeah. It, I don't care. But like, it, it also wasn't the team that made those shirts. No, it that's was the, the NBA. League, right? So like, that's, how, how many shirts get wasted when they make it for both teams? Like, for, for that game, <laughs> for that game, they probably only had Raptors t-shirts because there was no chance Golden State was going to win then. This is true. If it, yeah. came, if, if it got to game seven, sure. They make both. Right? You they have to. They would make both. You have to. But, like, 
No, and that's uh, that's my argument is that I think it just looked really, really disrespectful on the American side mm-hmm. for making a full set of jerseys with the word champions 19. Like, you look like pricks. No, and Imagine I, they yeah. lost, though. Oh, that, I, I would have made them wear the jerseys. Right? But the thing is, if they lost, we wouldn't have never known about them. No, not a chance. Not a chance. No. But because they won, and they went trouncing out, and I, I shouldn't say, like, half the team, most of the team didn't wear them. Yeah. The I players who did. Pino and Morgan. Yep. And, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, so after all the controversy around those two players, yeah. they're the two that went out. The biggest thing is, like, they're like, oh, well, we got to grow the women's game. You're not helping your case by making all these stupid acts. Like, you're really not. I am okay with them talking about the wage gap. I get it. You're sure. upset. Sure. You're not doing it the right. But You're I mean, not saying the right thing. I mean, the celebrations, these jerseys, all kind of stuff. It's throwing a negative light on something that should be hugely popular for the women's game. Absolutely. And that's why I was I was very disappointed with it. Yeah. And yes, I get it. I, I love that, and I think they should sell those. Yeah. Okay? That's something that they should sell. Um. I don't think they should wear it for the team picture. No. In the change room? Yeah, go for it. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah, you made them up. Do say, it. Go for it. Whatever you do there is your own thing. You're right. going out to party anyways. Wear them out to the party. Who cares? Go for it. I, lo- I, yeah. I like the jerseys. I want people to understand that. I have no problem with making champion jerseys. No. My problem is the fact that they wore them in the team picture. No. The fact that they wore them on the field. Oh, and the fact that the entire team wasn't matching for that picture either. Absolutely. That's, well, that's I mean, a, it was the same jersey that they wore. No, but you said some people didn't wear them. Uh, no, I know, but it looks the same. So oh, like if, yeah. if you weren't looking at the specific number 19 on the front of their jersey, you no. wouldn't know. I guess. Yeah. Right? Because it's not like they're showing the backs of the jerseys no. versus champion. I was just disappointed in that. And no. in the grand scheme of things, that's a very small thing to be disappointed in. And no, for sure. I'm okay with how the World Cup went, and I think that it was a success, and I hope it continues to grow the women's game because I prefer watching the women's game sometimes to the men's game. Yeah. I, I, I think I think as long as they take a step forward and they understand what went wrong and what went, and right. What went right and grow from there, Absolutely. it'll be a huge success. Absolutely, and I, I really, really look forward to that. Yeah. For f- next four years, we get to watch and see how that grows. Yeah. Um, we got the Men's World Cup in... A year? Two. Two years? Two. Because we just had the Euros. A year is two years ago. When's the, oh, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll get yeah, you an update on yeah, that yeah, for next yeah. show. Um, yeah, but yeah, like, I like the state of soccer, and we'll yeah. get into some of the big off-season moves in soccer next week. No, we'll do we'll, we'll do we'll we'll talk talk basketball. Yeah. Yeah. If there's any big NHL news, we'll talk about it as well. But yeah, I don't think knows? we'll see a whole lot. Possible um, offer sheet. Who knows? Yeah, that's it, dude. Yeah. Anything else? Last minute, quickly. No, no, not really. Beautiful. Let's go get some ribs. Yep. Uh, Thank you for listening. As always, my name is Nick McVicker. This is Kyle Vardy, and we will see you next time. See you.